Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. But really what they want from me is they want to know that football character, that note-taking, that learning. That's that's the biggest thing at that level. Um, if, if a guy's a first or second round pick, you know, that's one thing. When you got the, th- the three down, it's tell me about these. And as I tell our guys, I'm, I'm going to be honest, completely transparent, because uh, if, I lie, if I lie about one, I'm lying about them all, right? And then they'll never listen to me again. So... Um, but we have great guys, and I think uh, I think when people come watch us practice and, and see the way that we do things, it helps because what you really want when you're trying to take a late round guy or a free agent is you want a guy that's going to practice. And so when people, you know, we had one scout come in and said, "Man, you guys are the second hardest practicing team I've seen in college football," um, and I. I had him tell the team that, right? Because I think sometimes they'll at me like, why are we practicing so hard? <laughs> well, you know what? When a guy comes up and it's going to be two names and he looks at a guy from the University of Nebraska late or as a free agent, he knows, hey, these guys know how to practice. So um, those are the things they kind of ask. You know, um, you know, if there's a guy I know, they'll, you know, obviously they'll, they'll ask me some more things about guys. But um, the base thing is that. Like, what's the football character learning? Um, you know, if, if it's a first-round pick, maybe more about, Coach, once he has some money, is he going to continue to – love the game or is he love the game just to make some money and so those are the things people are asking me kicking off our number three here on herd at sports radio robbie lula here with andrew rogers we're brought to you by big brothers big sisters whose mission it is to support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of you Go to mentoromaha.org to sign up to become a big or to donate money or tickets to events for existing matches. And uh, you can get involved in many different ways at mentoromaha.org. Speaking of which, we're going to talk to a big brother at 945. That we will. To wrap up the show. Uh, joining us now, not a big brother, well, but maybe to you. has a big brother looking beard. He's older than you. Maybe he could be a big brother type for you. Really more of a oh, hey, bro, what's going on? fraternal twin to me, maybe. Um, we've got Mike Schaefer. Yeah, Mike Schaefer and I used to share a room growing up. We're big brothers. <laughs> yeah, big brother guys. Uh, Mike Schaefer, 24-7 sports, Husker 24-7. Schaefer, how are you doing this morning? 
I am. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm sure I'm not the guest that you would have preferred to have on uh, Tuesday morning after <laughs> Robbie, your at least. 49ers were unable to uh, solve the Rubrics cube that is the Minnesota Vikings defense. I know it's difficult, um, you know. And then you you had to watch as as Kyle Shanahan's guy Kirk Cousins just carves up that defense. It's uh, you know it's the best win of my last couple years. So I'm going to soak it in for all it's worth. You have your eyes on a bigger prize. But last night was pretty big. For me. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, kudos on the win. Uh, 49ers didn't play very well. You're going to kind of do what you do there. And um, listen, if a uh, regular season win is, is what it takes to get you through the season, I you know, all for helping out the Vikings fans that way. We're doing, you know, much like uh, with Big Brothers Big Sisters, we like to do a little charity work sometimes as a 49ers. So, yeah, no, I, um, look, I'll take all the charity <laughs> that uh, Minnesota can get. Like, it's it's fine. They're already in the best charity organization possible, the NFC North. Um, constantly just, <laughs> you know, donation after donation after donation to that division. So uh, I'm fine with it. And, um, you know, I hope that we get to see a, a playoff rematch. You know, the funny thing is, I think I actually picked the Vikings to win that division because I looked at it and I was like, okay, I wasn't totally, I didn't want to jump on the Lions bandwagon because, you know, there was a little too much hype there. I wasn't feeling it, but I was like, the Bears are going to be terrible. Sorry. Uh, I wasn't buying the Jordan Love stuff hey, in Green did Bay. Did the Bears win this week? I think did, they did. Did I the 49ers did. win this they week? They didn't. No. That's all I have to say. Okay. All right. You can you can keep it. If you don't want to switch rosters or Tyson Badgen you keep is it. sick. You just keep Tyson Badgen. Give Badgett. me the Heisman in Division <laughs> 2 all day every day. What is that the is it Over the Brockalicious Purdy? What is it? The, that's the Walter the Payton Harlan Award Hill, now. Is uh, I thought they renamed it to the Walter Payton. Oh, they might have. Yeah. It used to be Harlan Hill. Yeah, it? you're right. I wanted to say the Herman Award, but that's the Heisman trophy for men's soccer right. in college. Um cuz oh. cuz <laughs> Well, I go, our guy, I go right. our guy Duncan McGuire won it here. He's an Omaha kid, right? Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about Nebraska because that's what we brought you on here for, allegedly. Are you um, sure? It I is mean, the we Harlan can, we Hill. Can go wherever you go. Well, I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was lucky to be distracted last night as as the 49ers weren't performing well to to see the Rangers uh, knock off the evil Astros. I was excited about that. We got a game Most seven in the NLCS. I mean, the baseball playoffs are starting to pick up a little bit. Yeah, I know. It's um, now that we've moved past the point of the crying where people are upset that, you know, the teams that win 99 games should just get a buy all the way to the, the world series. Turns out once we move past all of those tiers, you know, and just enjoyed the baseball for what it is. Been pretty good. I, you know, you can't ask for two two game sevens in your league championship series. Yeah, pretty couldn't phenomenal. agree more. That's it's as, just great. That's as good as it gets. You don't because of the divisional series, we're just two o sweeps. Yeah, just boom, right. we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I would encourage people that want the regular season teams to be rewarded. Uh, not to you know drop my so- second soccer reference in five minutes, but European football, like they just uh, the winner of the league is the winner of the league. There's no playoffs. Like that's kind of what people are asking for here. Yeah, I don't want that. In, but yeah, nobody Keep that wants on the that. Other side of the ocean. Like we like playoffs. For the loser mentality. <laughs> we like playoffs. Let's have we playoffs. reward random hotness at a random period of time. That is what we do in America. You know why? Because that's how they won the war. Mm-hmm. They got hot at the right time. <laughs> 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 
I think it might add a little something yeah. to do with the French as well. But, uh, no, I like that take is America won the war because they just got hot at the right time. That's what it is. They won the league table. Nobody cares. America won the cup. British wa- the, the, the British were a little bit lackadaisical after getting a huge yeah. lead in the regular season. They weren't playing mm-hmm. games that mattered down the stretch, and they got a Too little lazy. Rest. Too much. Too much. It was the rest versus rust. The British troops were on the rust side, and man, the uh, American troops—they've been playing playoff games this whole time, and they got it done. (laughs) You think they weren't prepared for Valley Forge? See, (laughs) if this was how my history lesson went, I'd probably actually learn something. If Andrew was sitting there, it's like, wait. So the Americans got hot late, (laughs) and they were like a wild card into the division, and they made it in, and they got hot. And and wait, wait, who's David Freeze in this scenario? (laughs) What what was that, Shafe? There are how many point underdog at Yorktown? (laughs) (laughs) At least, at least three touchdowns. This might have been an Appalachian State over Michigan situation, if we're being honest here. Yeah, they got uh, they got Nathan Hale back off the IR and they really turned things around for him. Wait, so is the st- the sign stealer is that Benedict Cumberbatch? Is that or not not Benedict? Ben- who's the Benedict Arnold? Benedict, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's Doctor. Strange. He's Doctor Strange. Yeah, Thunder Stallions is Doctor Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. Oh God! No, it's Eggs Benedict. That's what oh, you're I'm actually not a big Eggs Benedict guy. No, not so much. It's like the hollandaise sauce. I don't know. I'm not about it. Uh, Shafe, you look like a Benedict guy. No? Uh, I, it's it's on the breakfast menu, and I'm I'm going right by to find mm. the skillets. No, I'm uh, a big skillet to, guy. To find breakfast burritos, huevos rancheros, or, you know, the sweet tooth really hits, and it's like I the French toast or even, you know, pancakes, as boring as it gets sometimes. I, uh... I've been, I take those all over eggs, Benedict. I've been doing a lot of chicken fried steaks with like a, a sausage oh, yeah. gravy I lately. Love chicken fried yeah. steak. Yeah, I, it, I, it doesn't come out as good as it goes in, but I love it. I didn't really, you know. <laughs> I mean, does, does anything? I mean, really? <laughs> I hope. God, I hope not. I mean, if it's the same going uh, in as coming out, either yeah, you've like, got I'm a digestive you. problem or you're eating country literal fries. crap. Country <laughs> fries. <laughs> versions of what we enjoy about eating, Andrew. <laughs> I'm just saying, country fried steaks just don't 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 go through my stomach the way that I wish they would. Unless you're one of those like bodybuilders that's like blending up their food, like chicken and stuff, and drinking it that way, it's gonna come out differently than it goes in. Oh. <laughs> um, all right, Shafe. Well, that was a good waste of ten minutes. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> that American cool. every time I come on this show. <laughs> that American Revolution take really got me. You flustered me into saying Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, um, the British are coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Paul Revere. That's not Doctor Strange. Thank you. Uh, Let's just go into a different dimension and talk sports. Though. All right. Hey, good call there on the Doctor Strange. I like that. Um, <laughs> we're going into the mirror dimension <laughs> where this interview actually was on track. Now um, we just wasted another minute. <laughs> so, well, may- maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, Shafe. The uh, Huskers, they have an opportunity to be bowl eligible before, uh, I mean, basically by the start of November here. Um, but they've got basically a mash unit on offense. I guess, how do you weigh the opportunity of the schedule versus the hardships that they've started facing in terms of just depleted roster? In a weird way, the fact that they've been dealing with injuries the entire year sort of allows the mentality for them 
uh, to, to just kind of move on with it. Like they've had to have backups everywhere else. Now they have more backups on the offensive line. I don't say this to be malicious, but it's not like I, I'm not anticipating that the drop off from what was starting on the offensive line to who is going to come in is going to be so severe that it completely wrecks an offense that already kind of is limited anyways. So sure. Um, I, I, a lot of it to me is just like, all right, like it's the next guy that, that has to step in here. We've, we've seen this already. Like Emmett Johnson's a four string running back and he had the best day for running backs on Saturday. Uh, Heinrich Harburg's your backup quarterback and he's given you opportunities every week, you know, and Malachi Coleman steps in and wasn't expected to really be as involved as he is right now. And he comes in with the, uh, the critical big catch uh, running by the defense there in the fourth quarter. So it's just a, I think, if you, if you view it from the mentality, okay, we've been down this road. Guys have had to step up. It's now Henry Lutovsky's turn. It's now Teddy Prohaska's mm-hmm. turn. You know, it like it's now time for Gunnar Gatula to be available if he has to, to come in. Sam Sledge, guys like that. Like, it's just uh, – I think the mentality has been built with inside the walls, and now it just needs to be built with inside the offensive line. Room. I mean, that's – everybody else has taken their turn on the wheel – uh, and so I, I would imagine the pride factor is, okay, now it's our turn to, to pick our guys up. And I think that has to be the way you approach it because there, there shouldn't be a panic. It should just be, all right, got to put one foot in front of the other. That's what we've been doing all year long. Why change it now? Shafe, if, if Nebraska didn't have Matt Rule as their head coach this season, do you think whomever held the role would be able to navigate the injury troubles just as well and keep the Huskers in a position to keep winning games? Um, you know, it, it's hard without knowing who the the other person is. And sure. there are other coaches that would probably be able to navigate this or have found some ways to mitigate some of the losses. But I think it certainly speaks to, you know, what the hope is for Matt Rule that he has been able to kind of navigate a season which has not gone in any fashion how Nebraska would have wanted on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, defensively, it's been everything and more that you could have asked for. So I think in part because they have one unit that they've just been able to rely on in every game that doesn't involve the arguably best team in the country. Uh, Nebraska's defense has shown up for at least three quarters. They have forced other teams to change and adapt to them, which I think is kind of the remarkable aspect of all of it. Um, And that alone kind of gives you an opportunity. I think part of the NFL mentality that Matt Rule has brought to this team, which is, Every game is going to come down to about, you know, a handful of plays, and we have to continue working hard. You can't just let one play sit in your head for too long. You can't let that defeat you. You're going to have another opportunity. And it's always time for someone else to step up, and a different person is doing it every week. I mean, if you're if you're Henry Lutovsky and you see that James Williams, a scout team defensive end, went in last week and had a massive game, you should feel like the – the same thing that allowed James Williams to flourish within the walls of that organization should allow you to step in and play well. And you have experience where James Williams is not same thing with Teddy Brosk. I mean, I think from a confidence standpoint, it would require a different type of coach um, to, to be able to do what Matt rule has given these guys. I, I we just haven't seen Nebraska play with a lot of confidence. They're not playing really well, but it strikes me as they're confident in what they're doing. And sometimes that's a big portion of the battle. Shafe, I'm curious. You know, we've talked about Teddy Prohaska a decent amount obvious, for obvious reasons with the situation on the offensive line. I, I'm, 
I was a little concerned about how he looked earlier in the season. Didn't necessarily look like he was 100% or maybe not the version that maybe we thought. And I don't even know how real that version was of what we thought he was because it was in such a limited sample size. Six quarters, basically. Yeah, early in his career. I guess how much of it to you is um, maybe we didn't really have a a correct grasp on what he was early in his career? How much of it do you think is – um, just the injuries and maybe even his added growth has taken a toll on his movement. And how much of it is just, hey, he's coming back from injury, he's a little rusty, hasn't played a ton of football in the last couple of years? Yeah, I think there's a portion of this that, you know, we built Teddy Perlaska to be more than he probably was because, again, he had started six quarters of football before getting hurt against Michigan in 2021. He had played prior to that, but it, it hadn't been quite the same as – and then obviously – his start coincides with Nebraska just completely destroying Northwestern. So you kind of have that in the background of all of it. Um, Then you have these injuries. And for me, I think the largest portion of it has little to do with the physical side of things, because I think a lot of it for Teddy Prohaska is between the years right now. I mean, he talked last year after the North Dakota game that he didn't have the confidence that he felt like he needed to be out there. Uh, to play left tackle, which is a scary thing to hear from your your offensive lineman and particularly your blindside blocker. Um, you know, I think that that mental side of it has been the biggest reason why he's still chasing or hasn't been, uh, you know, the, the guy at left tackle this year. Um, and, and the other thing is he doesn't have a ton of experience either. So, you know, for him, I think Nebraska is going to have to treat uh, this game on Saturday, they're probably going to have to give extra help. You're going to have to chip uh, with tight ends. You're going to have to chip with your up back or your 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 running back. I mean, you're you're going to potentially want to roll away from Teddy Prohaska's side. I just don't I don't know that you can comfortably say that you know what you're going to get from a guy who struggled as much as he did against Michigan. And granted, it's Michigan, um, but otherwise has had two kind of walkabout seasons so far since the last real meaningful consistent playing time he had in 2021. So I think because of all of that, you kind of treat him a little bit differently. And at the same time, you're trying to build that confidence. I hope he spends a lot of time this week with the sports psychologist uh, over there in Nebraska. I hope that they have an opportunity to really kind of build up some confidence for him. I think it's a, it's a critical thing. I mean, this is his job the rest of the year Mm -hmm. and it is huge for Nebraska. Like, let's say this goes okay to well. They have a potential left tackle now for a couple years after that. Mm-hmm. They have a, an actual asset developed in real time who went through the trauma and everything else to come out the other side and give you a potential starting piece at the area of the roster where you're, quite frankly, the weakest. This is huge for Nebraska. I think that, you know, the investment in Teddy Prohaska needs to be big. And they need to make sure that the confidence can stay high and that mentally he feels like he's sharp because what they can get out of it is so much bigger than what they're going to be able to find in the transfer portal. I mean, I just think the reality of trying to go in and getting a guy like Walter Rouse, that was a once in a blue moon situation and it didn't even come to fruition. Mm. I don't think you can bank on that. So if Teddy Prohaska can develop into being your starting left tackle for 2024, that's the best thing that could happen for Nebraska in this whole situation. Shafe, we got into this a bit yesterday. Uh, there is a world where Nebraska wins the Big Ten West and plays in the Big Ten championship game. But is that a world you think is beneficial enough to see Nebraska get blown out? 
Yeah, it is. Um, because it's a step that they haven't been able to take in a long time. I mean, if, if that's what were to happen, they have to win out, right? So mm-hmm. I guess I would take nine and four with a pair of blowout losses to the two best teams that you play. Um, and then I would look at it like, okay, you started 0 and 2, then you finished 9 and 4. So you finished 9 and 2. You lost to the two best teams that you played. You took care of that soft underbelly of the Big Ten teams that you're going to be going up against, teams that you're going to have to make your money against every year going forward. Uh, that would tell me that there's probably even more development happening there within the organization. Uh, that means they probably took a little bit of a step forward offensively. It's hard to imagine the game against Northwestern, that team winning the Big Ten. Maybe they could. Maybe the defense can just do the entire thing for them. Uh, but I think that the lift it would give you, and it would sort of you know, jumpstart this whole thing. And once you get into the transfer portal, you're talking about the 2025, 2026 recruiting. You're talking about Matt Rule being able to go to the kids in Texas and be like, all right, look at that. Come up to Nebraska. We're already winning things in one year here. Um, so I think the the benefits of it would far exceed the fact that you would be on Fox on December 2nd, uh, potentially staring at like a 35 to 7 game early in the third quarter. I mean, if that's what it was, look, Nebraska lost 70 to something in 2012 and they'd still prefer to win the division than not. I mean, that's just the, the reality of it. Like, yes, it's an extra loss, but. Then they turn around, they get to play in a January one bowl game, more than likely. You'd be going to Tampa or you'd be playing in the Cheez-Its Bowl. I mean, who who wouldn't want that? Seriously. Like, compared to where this program was a year ago or two years ago, where your athletic director talks everyone into the idea that you're going to save money by reducing the buyout, bringing back a lame duck coach, and two years later you're in the Big Ten Championship, I think it's worth it. I definitely do. Yeah, Shafe, I guess I, I – because I'm on the other side of it. I, I don't necessarily want to see Nebraska lose by 50 to Ohio State or whoever. Sure. Um, but I, So I guess I just wonder what the how much extra benefit is there from going, let's say, 8-4 and four in the regular season, not having the extra – um, not having the extra game in the Big Ten championship and not having to be on national TV getting your head kicked in. I guess just how much extra benefit is there from like 9-4 and four with the – with a butt kicking on national television and eight and four with, Hey, we're still going to a bowl game. That's probably a few slots too high because we're in Nebraska and we're going to travel. Like, I I guess I just don't feel like there's necessarily a huge difference there. I I think it all depends on who's able to derive um, and sell the benefit. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think Matt rule is someone that would be good at selling this as a benefit to his team, to the recruits. Uh, And so I think because he's already kind of a natural sales oriented individual, He's always crafting messages and, and you know, I, I shouldn't say pushing them on people, but, I mean, it's really what he kind of does. Uh, I think that it would be good and, and beneficial in this. Like, look, Nebraska's 2024 schedule features some uh, some behemoths on there. And, you know, maybe you look at this as like, okay, you had these two opportunities against Michigan and whichever team represents the Big Ten East. Um, it didn't go well. How can we learn from that moving forward? I think everything's a teachable moment for Matt Rule, uh, and I think that they could benefit from playing in that game, and I think he could use it to his benefit in terms of recruiting and and everything else. And I don't think this is the biggest thing, but it would provide a little bit of balm to the burn that's been the Big Ten West for Nebraska. You go out the last year of it, you win the, the division. This is what you were supposed to do when you showed up the entire time. I think – 
getting people to talk about Nebraska's return under Matt Rule is a bigger benefit for mm-hmm. the offseason okay. than what the loss is necessarily in the moment. All right, you're, start, you're starting to sell me a little bit. That's a little bit of like having to believe in something that's deeper than just a game right in front of it. Now, nobody wants to be embarrassed, but the the small piece of hardware in your first season for Matt Rule, I think, would would win over some of the people still that are detractors of him. Shave got about a minute here quickly, um, and you've been bringing up Michigan's name left and right. What was your instant reaction to seeing the report that popped out yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I I was someone who thought it was going to be pretty bad when it first initially came out. I mean, I like I just don't. I didn't think that it was just going to be this small thing, and maybe I'm just conditioned because of the Houston Astros to expect <laughs> sort of a large, vast conspiracy, but that's what it's been. And frankly, with the recruiting violations that uh, Michigan downplayed and they seem more significant to the NCAA than what's been portrayed, uh, they couldn't come to an agreement. Throw in two more violations like this, 30 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the damning thing to me was Penn State, Ohio State, Tickets on either side. Yeah. I think this is what a big dummy for Michigan. And if the Big Ten had any cojones whatsoever, Michigan wouldn't be allowed to play in the Big Ten. Shave got like 10 seconds. Travis wants to know how much of a home field advantage was an impact on that American Revolution being played on American soil as opposed to uh, over in Britain? <laughs> you know, pretty big. Um, pretty big. I would say home field right now, about two and a half points. I would say in that time, probably four and a half. Okay. Four. four and a half points. You know the landscape <laughs> a little bit better. You know which areas. You don't have to board. travel. Yep. You know, you know travel yeah, back then. The travel. Back know, then. Part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You're coming over on boats. Yeah. I mean, it's and a- the time change. What are we talking about? <laughs> you don't have to quarter troops anymore because of the, the you know. Second Amendment. Second Amendment right there. It was a big <laughs> they didn't even have their equipment. Shave, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Have a good See one. See you, Shave.